Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This will be the end of Animated Adventure. And we will be uploading on our new podcast title, The Animated Storyteller. Please kindly follow the link in this episode description below to listen to our new podcast and also rate and follow us in this new podcast. The first day of high school, I was standing with my new friends when suddenly Amy appeared. Vi, how was your summer camp? I called you many times but you didn't answer. Contrary to my best friend's excitement, I nervously pulled her to a corner. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry, I was too busy. I, I have something to do now, so see you later. Amy seemed sad, but then she <laughs> smiled. This is for you. I bought it while on vacation. Thanks, but you should keep it. I pushed the gift towards Amy, but despite my refusal, she still tried to put the necklace into my hand. I said no! I jerked my hand so hard that the necklace fell to the ground. I hurriedly left, leaving my best friend standing there in surprise. No, I didn't hate Amy. I just felt so guilty in front of her. The thing is, Amy's younger sister, Lisa, has cancer. Their parents have to work multiple jobs at the same time to maintain a living. However, they are all optimistic and love each other a lot. Just like them, Amy is a cheerful and lovely soul while I'm just a shy and unsociable person. Although my family is rich, my parents have divorced. Dad only cares about work and mom spends all day gnawing on the pain of post-divorce. I was always jealous of Amy and wished to be happy like her. Last summer vacation, my mom let me join a summer camp. I was completely lost and couldn't make any friends. Once, for team bonding, the guide asked us to introduce our families. Because I didn't want to talk about my unhappy situation, I told them about Amy's family with their happy memories as if they were mine. I even showed them a photo of Lisa as proof. Unexpectedly, that moved everyone. They became sympathetic and got closer to me. It was the first time I got so much attention. Just like that, I sunk deeper in those lies, and when I went back to school, I had to avoid Amy in order not to be exposed. Once, the drama club announced their recruitment for an upcoming play, to which I immediately signed up. 
My parents promised me that if I were to play the lead role, they would come together to see me perform. But what I didn't expect was that Amy also applied for that role. After she finished auditioning, looking at the teacher's face, I understood that Amy was definitely accepted. I went to see the drama teacher. Mr. Packer, can I have the lead role in this play? Sorry, Violet, but I have my choice. When he was about to leave, I hurriedly stopped him. I have a younger sister with cancer. She's been looking forward to seeing me in this role. To my pitiful face, he softened and agreed. Although I got to play the female lead and Amy was just a backup, she was still happy and even congratulated me wholeheartedly. It made me so guilty. However, for my original purpose, I tried to ignore it. The day the play took place, I anxiously waited for my parents to appear. While waiting at the door, I happened to meet Lisa, Amy's sister who was extremely excited to see me. Hi! How are you? Haven't seen you for a long time. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit busy these days. You're here too? Yep! Came to cheer for Amy. She's been working really hard for this. I even helped her practice her line. Lisa's excitement made my heart break. Come visit us when you're not busy. We miss you so much. Lisa hugged me before coming inside with her parents. That moment, I finally woke up. I have to fix everything. Right after that, I pretended to have a stomachache and told the teacher that I couldn't continue. He had no choice but to let Amy take my place. As I watched my best friend shine brightly on stage and the happiness on her family members' faces, I knew I had done the right thing. After the play was over, I went to Amy to apologize and confess everything. Amy smiled and hugged me tightly. She casually said it was no big deal and we would be friends forever. And my parents, after learning all that, were shocked. They realized how careless they were to me and promised that they would take care of me more. When I was eating in the cafeteria, a female student suddenly bumped into me and her tray of food fell on top of me. Your big fat body is blocking the way. The girl blamed me and left angrily. How ridiculous. I helplessly went to the bathroom to wipe the stains on my clothes. It was just a normal day in life for an ugly girl. Hi, I'm Carrie, 17 years old. Just a few months ago, I was still an oversized bookworm to whom nobody paid attention. However, after I hit puberty during the summer, along with working hard to lose weight, my appearance had completely changed. I became much more beautiful and confident. On my first day back to school, I basked in everyone's admiration. No one would recognize me as the fat Carrie. Even my BFF, Abby, was surprised by my change. Oh my God, Carrie, did you just become the hottest girl in our school? Come on, Abby, you're embarrassing me. Trust me, girl, boys will be crazy about you. I just <laughs> laughed and thought she was kidding. However, I surprisingly got a lot of flirting from boys. Some boys even gave me expensive gifts, but I always tried to reject them because for a long time, I have always had a crush on a single guy. He is Felix, the captain of the school's basketball team. He had a superb jawline and a toned body like a Greek god. Not only that, his family was also extremely wealthy. Every girl at school loved Felix, and of course, so did I. I have had a crush on him since my sixth grade summer camp. Felix was the only boy there who spoke to me. 
Although, he only asked for the chocolate bar I was holding and never spoke to me again ever since. For an isolated person like me, it was unforgettable. Once, while Abby and I were having lunch in the school cafeteria, Felix suddenly approached me and started a conversation. Hey, gorgeous. I must say, you're the most beautiful girl I have ever met. Oh, thanks. My cheeks flushed red from his compliment. Do you want to go on a date with me this weekend? Of course. Although Abby was gesturing wildly for me to refuse it, he was too charming for me to say no. So, see you this weekend. Felix kissed my hand and then left. Are you crazy? Felix is famous for being a flirt and a jerk, Abby told me angrily. Come on, that's just a rumor. We gotta give him a chance. Ignoring all of my best friend's advice, I still agreed to go on a date with Felix because it was something I had wanted for a long time. Finally, the day had come. I put on beautiful makeup and <laughs> Felix came to pick me up. After dinner, we went to a quiet place to talk. Then, all of a sudden, Felix kissed my lips. It made me incredibly happy. But very soon, his sudden aggressiveness made me uneasy. What are you doing? I quickly pushed Felix away as his hand reached below my waist. Come on, you like it. I don't want no. us to move that fast. I'm not ready. The atmosphere suddenly turned awkward. I asked Felix to take me home. He seemed very annoyed, but had to agree. The next morning, when I went to school, Everyone looked at me strangely and started talking about something. When I was bewildered as to what was going on, Abby showed up and took me out of there. Carrie, tell me the truth. What happened to you and Felix last night? Nothing. Are you sure? Felix is spreading words that you're an easy girl. Liar! I yelled out in panic. It wasn't true at all. Immediately, I rushed to find Felix. When I got there, I found him gloating about our date with the boys. Seeing me, Felix pulled me to a private corner to talk. I yelled, Why did you lie about me being easy? Keep your voice down. I can't tell them about your humiliating rejection. Everyone knows I'm a lady killer. There isn't a single girl in the school that I can't conquer. So what about my reputation? Come on. It's not that bad. Felix's words made me furious. He was such a devil. I was hugely disappointed. Although I tried to explain the truth, no one believed me. Except Abby. Everyone considered me an easy girl and started spreading bad rumors about me. That sucks. Not long after that, the selection of the school's student council president took place again. After what happened... I really wanted to be in that role. I realized my school had too many problems, like how the boys disrespected the girls. They considered conquering girls as a measure of their masculinity. It was also easy for people to judge and isolate someone because of baseless rumors. I wanted to change that, so I decided to run for student council president. However, I could not have imagined that my direct competitor was Felix. <laughs> Contrary to me, Felix's main purpose in running for that position was because he wanted to raise his profile in the school. It pissed me off greatly. I was determined to defeat him. 
So, we were officially against each other and worked hard to prepare for our election campaign. While I designed posters myself and listened to the students' problems, Felix used his fame and wealth to influence everyone. Admittedly, it worked very well. They all supported Felix. However, I stuck to my plan and had no intention of giving up. On the last day to garner support from the students, candidates for the student council president position had to prepare a speech in front of everyone in the school hall. I was very confident with my speech when suddenly, Felix volunteered to be the starter. He smiled wickedly at me, and I sensed something was wrong. And it was true to my suspicions. As soon as Felix read the first sentences of his speech, to my horror, I realized he had stolen my entire speech and plan. How did he do that? After finishing, Felix looked at me with a triumphant <laughs> smirk. When it was my turn, Instead of using the old speech, I quickly came up with a new one. Okay, everyone, please close your eyes and do as I ask. The crowd stirred, but then agreed to follow me. Please raise your hand if you have ever been the victim of bad rumors. A few hands hesitantly raised, then many more joined. Okay, open your eyes. A few whispers and chatter broke out when the students opened their eyes. Okay, close your eyes. Next, raise your hand if you've ever spoken badly of someone. Once again, almost all the hands in the hall were raised. Everyone, please open your eyes. That time, they couldn't hold back, but shouted in surprise. You see, we are too quick to judge others, but end up being the victims of others' judgment too. Stop that. You never know what kind of battle they're fighting, and they never know yours. There are many negative things in this school, and I'll change that if I become the student council president. After I finished my speech, applause broke out. That was my first support in my fight with Felix. In the end, who would win? Please wait for me in the next video. After our speech battle ended, my ex-boyfriend approached me with a furious look on his face. Give up. You won't beat me. Don't be so arrogant. Our battle has only begun. Ha! Felix smirked and suddenly shoved me so hard that I fell to the ground. Just wait, you jerk! I angrily rubbed the pain on my back while trying... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To scream as he casually walked away. After the speech in front of the entire school... I began to receive my first support from everyone. 
Many girls were in the same situation as me and also wanted to share their stories. I could feel that things were slowly looking up. A few days before the final vote took place, Felix held a house party and invited everyone to attend to vote for him. I also went there, but not to have fun. I just wanted to give him a piece of my mind for stealing my speech. However, even though I looked for Felix everywhere, I couldn't find him. When I was about to leave, I suddenly saw Felix talking on the phone in a hidden corner. I aggressively approached him and accidentally overheard a heated argument between him and his dad. It's just a small position, and you can't even win it? What can I even expect from you? Calm down, Dad. I'll get it. Felix responded with exasperation. Your deceased mother would be very disappointed if she knew you were so incompetent. Please don't mention her in this. I'll try to be the great person you always wanted me to be, okay? After hanging up, Felix threw the phone aside and sighed in frustration. I was very confused after seeing that scene. All I wanted was to yell at him, but then I unexpectedly learned his secret. When I wasn't sure what to do next, Felix suddenly spoke up. Did you hear it all? Welcome to my life. I didn't mean to eavesdrop. It was an accident. If you're going to use this to get revenge on me, so be it. Perhaps everyone will be excited to find out that the perfect Felix is actually the underdog in his family. Are you okay? Okay? Never. Felix chuckled faintly, then began to tell me about his pathetic life behind the shining mask he put on himself. As it turned out, as the only son of a wealthy family from a young age, Felix was forced by his father to be perfect, to always be at the top of everyone and everything. Since his mom's death, his dad had always used her death to force Felix to live up to his expectations. Dad has already chosen a prestigious university for me. To get in, I need a good track record. Is that why you pulled dirty tricks on me? Yup. Felix lowered his head. The atmosphere between us suddenly turned awkward. I'm sorry for everything. Felix suddenly broke the silence with an apology. Surprised by that nice change of attitude, I smiled and extended my hand towards Felix. Let's compete with each other in a fair way, okay? He smiled and took my hand. It was the handshake of reconciliation. Since then, the two of us had become more friendly towards each other. At the last confrontation before the vote took place, while I was sitting in the library preparing for it, Felix suddenly called me. He said he got careless and got injured on the school rooftop and needed me to help ASAP. I didn't think much of it and immediately went there. But when I got there, I saw no one around. Clack! A sudden noise was heard. I turned around and ran towards the door. Unexpectedly, it was locked tight. Open it! I screamed loudly and used all my strength to open the door, but all was unsuccessful. My ex probably did this. In just a few minutes, my most important event would take place, but there I was, being stuck on a rooftop. At that moment, I realized that I was too stupid and naive and walked right into a trap. What was worse, I had forgotten my phone at the library. After I shouted desperately for a while, finally, a janitor heard me and unlocked the door so I could leave the rooftop. Immediately, I rushed to the school hall, hoping to be on time. However, when I got there, it was over. 
Because of my late arrival, I lost my candidacy and lost the students' votes. With incredible fury, I crazily looked for Felix and lunged myself toward him, grabbing him by the collar. Why are you doing this to me? We promised a fair competition. I'm sorry. My dad would go crazy if I let him down. I need to win this. I thought you were better than that. I let go of Felix's collar and left in frustration. Needless to say, I was devastated. I locked myself in the house and didn't want to talk to anyone. Contrary to me, Felix seemed happy for being the student council president. He never stopped bragging about it all over the school. But even in a dream, Felix couldn't have imagined that he would be the president with the shortest tenure in history. Because right after that, he had to pay the price. When I was about to throw away the documents I prepared for the election, I suddenly discovered the school's election policy sheet. As a rule, each candidate only had a budget of $100 for their campaign. If you remember, before the vote took place, Felix held a private party to get everyone's support. Based on the picture that everyone checked in at the party, it could be seen that Felix had spent more than the allowed amount. Immediately, I brought my evidence to the principal. Soon after, Felix was removed from his position. It's sad that he had to deal with things that way, but Felix deserved a lesson for himself. A few weeks later, things calmed down. Although I'm not the student council president with my original goal of fighting negativity in high school, I still actively participate in activities to change the perception of students. I never spoke to Felix again. I just feel pity for him when he always has to obey his father's demands and can't live for himself. If he grew up in a better environment, I'm sure Felix could definitely be a great guy. Hi guys, you're all invited to the documentary Bizarre Stories in Aviation History. This episode featured an interview with Betta, a 60-year-old witness to a plane hijacking. And now, based on her account, I'd like to share this one-of-a-kind story with all of you. So, let's have a look. Betta is my name, and I am 90 years old. The incident occurred 60 years ago. I was just 27 years old at the time, and I was working for Northwest Airlines as the lead flight attendant. The company was not developed at the time, and security was not as good as it is now. On a typical working day, I collided with a man wearing a black trench coat and carrying a black suitcase as I passed through the passenger waiting area with my pals. That look wasn't out of the ordinary at the time because all business people flew for their business travels. I apologized and promptly forgot about it. I entered my position to prepare for the flight. I had no idea that man would be the cause of the flight's demise. Nearly 100 people boarded the Boeing 727. Unfortunately, there were quite a few empty seats because it was the holiday season. It would be a pleasant <laughs> journey for me, I pondered. The flight was only one hour long from Portland to Seattle. I had to walk down the aisle as usual to inspect every single passenger. Instead, I concentrated on the man with whom I had a heated exchange in the waiting room. He sat alone at the far end of the jet, concealed from view, still clutching the black luggage with a chilly, strange expression on his face. Please put your suitcase in the suitcase area for additional comfort throughout the journey, I remarked calmly. He gave me a chilly look and nodded. After that, the captain announced the flight and the plane took off shortly after. I sat in the flight attendant seat and watched the rest of the passengers. Suddenly, the man with whom I encountered handed me a note. 
I got up and performed my job. Please return to your seat and fasten your seatbelt. You may be in danger since the plane has not yet achieved a stable altitude. He muttered to my ears before returning to his seat. You should read the note. I was taken aback and had the impression that this man was carrying something unusual. He felt compelled to act. I quickly opened the note, which read, Lady, I'm bringing a bomb with me. If you don't want to burst, you'd better pay attention to what I'm saying. I was startled, but soon recovered my composure. I approached him with caution, and he motioned to an empty seat next to him and told me to have a seat. He opened the bag and showed me a bomb wrapped in blue and red rope inside. I was nervous, but a flight attendant's job was to remain calm. So he looked at me and said softly, Tell the airline that I want $200,000 divided into four medium backpacks. Otherwise, I'll let this bomb go off. In silence, I listened to what he said. The passengers were completely unaware of what had occurred. Yes, it was my obligation to keep this a secret for the duration of the flight so that no one would be alarmed. Everything happened in a matter of seconds. First, the captain informed me that all of the man's requests had been granted and that the money would be given to him when we arrived in Seattle. After hearing the message, the man made a friendly gesture and said, You'd be better off staying put and waiting for the plane to land. When I got a closer look at this individual, I noticed that he was a gentleman who didn't have the appearance of a thief. Suddenly, a scream erupted from the seat above. As was my custom, I rushed to the seat and noticed a mother putting a boy on the ground. She remarked panically, My son had a heart attack and I can't find his medicine. Everyone was looking for the medicine, but no one found it. I assisted her with a few skills I had learned so that the boy would be in a stable condition while everyone was searching for the medicine. The hijacker appeared out of nowhere and placed a pill in his mouth, telling him to swallow it. The boy consumed the medicine and began to feel better while I was still terrified. He had given the boy aspirin, a medication that helps with heart problems. However, it only helped him for a short time. Later, his breathing weakened and he needed to be taken to the hospital as quickly as possible. I used the oxygen mask to try to keep his breathing steady. Each of these masks can be maintained for 15 minutes. He still had to go to the hospital, though. The mask was just a temporary solution. The plane had only taken off for 15 minutes, and everything happened far too quickly with such little time. I called the captain and informed him of the boy's situation. The hijacker removed his glasses, looked at me, and then put them back on. But I didn't care about him anymore. I needed to save the boy. We needed to land fast, according to the captain, to get him to the nearest hospital. The captain also wanted to meet and speak with the hijacker. I relayed the message to the hijacker, but he was unresponsive. He sat quietly, glanced at me, and caressed the suitcase as if about to activate the bomb. I was scared and took a backward step. After that, I tripped over something. I knelt and took it. It was a necklace with a photograph attached to it showing a joyful kid with the caption, Harry, 4-5-1965-2-8-10-1969. You'll always be in my heart. The hijacker was furious and snatched the necklace back. With the threat of a bomb in the suitcase, he asked me to take him to the captain. Before the captain could say anything, he demanded the captain to fly back to Portland or else the bomb would blow. That would have an impact on the planned route and was also perilous. 
Fortunately, because it being Easter vacation, there weren't many planes. The captain decided to turn the plane around and land at Portland International Airport. It took only 20 minutes to get there. I realized it was just the time needed to save the boy. The man abruptly removed his trench coat as the plane returned to Portland. He had four parachutes on his body, two in front and two behind him, and walked to the emergency exit, opened it, and leaped out. Even more shocking was that he only had his suitcase with him and had left all of the money he had requested. What had just occurred? Finally, the boy was rescued. After hearing about the case, the police searched for the hijacker but found nothing. Nobody knows if he's still living or whether he's already passed away. Years have passed and the case is still unsolved. Why would a hijacker put saving a baby's life more important than his hijacking? It's been 60 years. Miss Betta, like everyone else on that plane, has a lot of questions, but no one has an answer. Is it possible that the hijacker still has some humanity? So, how about you? What are your thoughts on the hijacker and this incident? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.